so would you grab your Bible and turn with me to Judges chapter 6? We're going to go there quickly. <laughs> so it's interesting how God works in a specific way is that, uh, oh, I like that one. That's nice. That's better than the first one. That's nice. Listen and obey. That is a good one. <laughs> um, the theme of the message title is Listen and Obey. It's something that God's been speaking to me in the last while, and I'm going to touch on it. It's, it's interesting that Inga, who didn't know anything that I was going to preach, and yesterday my dad also not knowing that I want to be speaking about Gideon today, and Inga comes up, she talks about a, a postured heart, a heart yielded to Christ, a heart set out to Him. And I get this book from my dad, and we're going to give it to all our leadership, um, but this book talking about Lordship of God. And Isaiah 55 reads the following, and it says that His ways are higher than my ways. His thoughts are higher. His thoughts, His ways, they're all higher than mine. That means that He has a greater understanding of certain things in our life. And, and here's the, the context of where I want to go today is that we love God as a Savior, but we really struggle with Him as Lord. We get saved, but we really don't like the stuff that He asks us to do sometimes. And we say no. Or we just, like, are you sure you're talking to me, Lord? <laughs> like, Because uh, we like things comfortable, right? Like, who can remember the days you used to, walk, you, you had to go, uh, you had to get up to change the channel on the television? Who remembers those tricky knoppy? Like, you had to change the channel manually. How was that? Or, or the radio, you had to turn that knob until you get there. Or the telephone. Oh, wrong one. Start again. And they had a telephone book that you go, had to go and look for the name. Oh, so let's just by show of hands. Who knows that? You remember those stuff, huh? That, that's, and the days before drive through when it was... Roadhouse. When you go to the roadhouse or the drive-in. Thank you, Nonu. Who remembers that? Now you just click on a phone and you've got Netflix on an app and you can do anything. And there's all the other sites that no one talks about that you can get movies. You don't even have to go out. Anyways, uh, uh, those pirated, you know, pirated sites that you visit and you, you don't even have to go to the movie house. You don't have to. And remember the days you had, when you went to the flick, you've got to dress up. Okay, Someone's, someone pressed on the alarm. There we go. Thank you. Now you don't even have to switch the alarm off. You just press a button. It's amazing. And back in the old days, you used to pull out your sana. And now Skitjevi Unkum, now you the alarm company with no honey stop. And comes running in, armed and ready for us. It's all right. We're fine. <laughs> Comfortable. We really like it comfortable. We like things to be in your certain chair that you've got or your certain, the way that you do things. Come on, all of us have that comfortability in where we're at. And we tend to kind of flow with that into our Christianity. When it comes and when God asks us something, we don't want the Lordship of God, but we really want to be saved. 
Salvation is something that we receive and we get it. But there's the story of Gideon at, uh, as I was reading. And, and I love what the children's church did this morning with Scripture. Scripture is there from God, and it's there to bring correction. It's there to bring direction. It's, it's there to lead us, guide us, but it's also to correct us sometimes, going, you're wrong. And like, I don't want to be wrong. We hate that. We don't like that. We, we'd like to be really comfortable. And the older we get or the longer we walk with God, the less we want to be changed with that or be moved in what that is. And so we go through this process of do we listen and obey? Because this is what we, the story of Gideon is a beautiful story. We all know the story. Come on, if you've been, if you're a boy especially, you know, when you were a kid and you were in, grow up in church, there are these heroes. Maybe if you didn't grow up in church or you're not a boy, you didn't know this. But as a boy, reading the stuff about David and Gideon and Joshua, and it's, it's wild stuff, man. These guys of war were only 300. That's way before the movie. <laughs> way before the movie i read these stories like yes man this is a cool stuff this is wild and we all heard these stories but before the 300 there was obedience there's something that happens in gideon's life where the way gideon is um and let's just hello adt yes it's sean yeah don't worry it was a um a miss it was a it was fake sorry yeah, the password. Um, hold on for the password. <laughs> anyway, I can't give the password now. <sighs> and I'm blushing, right? I can feel it. Let me drink some water. <sighs> and the joke backfired on me. Anyway. <laughs> so let's rather read some scripture. <laughs> Let's go to Judges 6. <laughs> Judges 6, verse 11. Daniel's laughing so Judges 6, verse 11. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the shepherd tree, an opera which belonged to Joas the Azurite, um, while his son Gideon threshed the wheat in the wine in order to hide it from the Midianites. So why was he there? Why was he outside? What was he doing? He was hiding the, um, he was hiding the wheat from the Midianites. So he wasn't at home being fearful. And a lot of times as I grew up, we kind of find the story of the thinking that Gideon is actually fearful. But the truth is he's not fearful. He's out there hiding what he's doing, but he's out there doing something. He's out there in the wine press. He's out there doing something to be, um, uh, to be strong and courageous for his nation, for his family, okay? And then it goes on to say, um, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. So something about him, you know, God is a righteous God and God doesn't lie. So God doesn't go to some Oki that's hiding somewhere, playing on his phone, and then saying to that person, listen, you almighty man of valor, when he's lying. No, he sees what is in that man's heart and goes, you're a man of valor. I see you. That's powerful. He knows this man is something more powerful, and God's about to do something, and this, and this young man is about to get something that's going to change his life. And Gideon said, O oh Lord, if the Lord was with us, why then has all this happened, and why is there a fourth lockdown? 
Have we not been vaccinated? <laughs> All right, come on, is this starting to sound familiar here? Sure. It says, yeah, um, are all these miracles which our father told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and has not delivered us from the hand of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, go in this might of yours. Oh, wow. This guy's looking and says, God, aren't you the God that's always been there for us? Have I not heard that you brought us out of Egypt? I'm here waiting. Like, I've been waiting on you. I've been waiting for this moment. When are you going to start? That might cost us. I like that kind of heart. I like that kind of valor in what that is, that you are a mighty man of valor that is this way. And um, I'm just going to tell the story. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just too fired up with this right now. And he says to him, I need you to go and do this. And he he takes a moment and he steps away. No, let's, let's rather read this because it's such a profound piece. I don't want to miss this. Um, Lord turned to him and said, go in this might um, and you shall save Israel at the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, oh, my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my father's house. He doesn't say he's the weakest. He just says, nobody will follow me. We're not a big family. We're not, we're not famous. We're known, I am, I'm the least in my family. My family's the least in everybody. So how am I going to lead this nation? How am I going to bring change? How am I going to do this thing? Listen, I'm doing something. I'm out here. I'm threshing some wheat here. I'm hiding it from the Midianites. But what, what are we going to do? Like you say, I'm going to lead a nation? I was just prepared to lead my family. But something's about to happen because God knows his heart. Um. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Now God says, I'm with you, and you're going to do something that everybody will be behind you. Everybody's going to be the same thing. One man, one voice, one united front about what I'm about to do. But there's something profound in Gideon's life is he has the ability to listen and obey. He has the ability to see God as Lord in what is. Listen what he then says here. He says, um, then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring you my offering and set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you come back. So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat, unleavened bread um, from the ephra of flour, and meat. Um, the meat he put in the basket and he put the broth in a pot and brought it to them, brought them out to him under the terrible tree and presented them. Listen to what Gideon does. Gideon says, Lord, if this is you, don't leave here. I'm right back. He doesn't go, wow, this is profound. I, God's going to defeat the Midianites. I'm going to go get the rest of the guys. I'm going to start putting a plan together. We're going to figure this thing out immediately. All of it's in place. I want you to stick with me today because in all these years that I've been in ministry and have led people and have preached on it, I've never in my life seen a time period as now where God is saying to his people, listen. Where he's saying, open your ears. Where he's saying, I want to lead you. I don't want the next generation and this generation to go by the same way. There's something about what you need to do right now that if you're not listening, you're going to miss it. 
And he's saying to Gideon in this way. And Gideon says, I'm going to go prepare something. I'm coming back to worship. Just wait here. He runs back, puts on a master chef appearance, cooks up a broth, bread, food, all of it, and runs back to God. Like, ah. He doesn't go back and just buy some, some buns and, and cover flakes to all be spider. And just put it all together and runs back and says, like, yeah, now I'm going to go do my thing. No, there's preparation. There's time. There's, I'm going to make time for God. Like, God, if you want this in my life, I'm going to put my ear to your heart, and I'm going to listen to what you say. I've got a bunch of ideas, but none of those ideas can be anything if I'm not putting my ear to your heart and to hear what you are saying over my life and over my future. Because I want to listen and obey. And, and here's the interesting thing. He gets there. He presents this to the angel. The angel says, throw it on the rock, pour the broth over it. You know, when most people at that moment, people from today, were like, Lord, that's waste. Like, I did all of this. I did all of this for you. And that's what you do with my gift? Like, I'm leaving this church. I'm done. Bye-bye. I'm leaving Christianity. Done with this thing. God, that's too much. Is he Lord? Or is he just the Savior? Because the Savior would have been, save us from the Midianites. And they would have been saved. But they would never have gotten the heart of the Father. So Gideon goes, Lord, I want the heart more than I want the salvation. I'm bringing whatever you say. He pours it out on the rock. You know what the angel does? He picks up the rod, touches the rock. It burns up in one instant. Charcoal, gone. I'm thinking probably Gideon was standing there like, I was a little bit hungry. But it's gone. <laughs> Just like, you didn't even taste it. <laughs> and that's, now we go to the second offense. Well, Lord, you didn't even taste it. Lord, what did you do with this? Well, why is that not there? I, you know, I've served so long. I've given so much. I've, I've prepared so much. And an instant in a moment, the Lord goes and he just burns it up. He just consumes it. Yeah, they were in. That's so good, Peter. They were actually in poverty. They were actually in COVID. I mean, they were actually in. <laughs> they were living in South Africa. Anyway, no. Joking. You see where I'm going with this? And then he goes through this process and listen what. God says to him is, because this is, this is the peace that I want you to get. Verse 21, and the angel of the Lord put it out of staff and uh, departed from sight. Verse 22, and Gideon perceived that he was the angel of the Lord. So Gideon said, alas, O Lord God, for I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Then the Lord said to him, peace be with you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Wow. The moment he perceived, this is God. The moment he put his attention, the moment he put his heart there, God spoke. You see, before that, he didn't give him the word that he shall not die. They're about to go to war. They're about to face some big stuff. God releases a, a word of peace over him. God releases a word of victory over him. God says, you will not die from a place where he says, Lord, I've given you everything. You are my worship. In that moment, this must be God. Sold out. God says, peace is with you. You shall not die. And in that moment, the next phone, God then says to him, go and break down your father's altars. Hello. You know, no, no. I would go like, Lord, you know, I, I don't want to have animosity with my dad. Can, can I break, the, break down the neighbor's altars? 
that other guy down in the corner shop that I don't really like, can I break down his altars? Because that would be easy. But my own dad's. You know what God was doing? Break down the familiarity. Break down the past. Break down the family thing. Am I your Lord or is it your past? Am I your Lord or is it your culture? Am I your Lord or is it your family? Who's Lord of your life? What's Lord in your life? What's speaking into your life? Is it what you're building on or you're building on me? Because the moment he broke that down, he stood up. And in a moment when he opened his mouth, Scripture says the anointing came upon him and all of Israel followed him. In a moment, in a moment, God anointed what had been lived out in obedience. How would it be possible to lead a nation? Lord, how are you going to do it? Just obey. How am, how am I going to get that business here? How am I going to step into that place? How am I going to do that? Listen and obey. And in a moment, I will bring the anointing upon it and everything will change. But here's the big, the big challenge. 33,000 men. He's ready for war, man. Like, God's with him. And then God says, that's, that's too many. Cut off. I probably, in my mind, were like, Satan, get behind me. That's it. Come on. Get just like, I'm ready for victory, man. I've done it all. I'm ready. It's going well now. And God says, no, no, are you still listening to me? Are you obeying? Because I want to do it my way, not your way. You know what Spurgeon said? The most difficult thing to do is not to resist the wrong, but to resist the almost perfect. I can drop the mic on that one. I can leave it right now and think that's fulfillment because the almost perfect is the greatest distraction. It's the greatest uh, default. It's the greatest place we'll go to because it's almost there. It's 33,000. That must be enough. And then God says, I don't want it war your way. I'm not going to get you that breakthrough your way. I'm not going to get you that job or that promotion your way. It's got to be my way. It's got to be my way from the beginning to the end. I'm not going to give you that finances your way. Are you listening to me or are you following your heart? Do I listen and obey? Is he Lord of my life or is he just my salvation? Is he just the outcome quickly when I'm praying for something and boom, it happens. I'm like, oh, that's nice. But I never grow up. I never mature. I never walk in a lifestyle of obedience to what he says because he could trust Gideon because Gideon obeyed when he asked him to break down his father's altars. When Gideon went and fetched the offering and went back to God. And we find that he has this moment where he, he says, Lord, I, I want to make sure it's you. So I'm going to put the little skin outside and the little fleece, and, and you'll do the things around that. It's wet and dry. He does. Why does he do that? Because he wants to make sure he's hearing God. You know us, how we listen to God? If it feels good. <laughs> yeah, God didn't say no for that. <laughs> but have I made sure? Am I really Sure, God said this. Have I gone to three or four or five things that God has said that I'm listening to what God is saying over this in my life? I'm listening about that job. I'm listening about that house or that car, but it feels so good. I'm, God also wants us to have drive a nice new car, but did God say now? Have I really made sure about that decision on that finances, on that thing? 
because it's a nice thing to do. So I'm adding on to it, not knowing where God maybe wants me to save on some stuff, but I'm adding on to some things. Oh, you hearing where I'm going with this? So we're basing our things on what we feel. And right now, a lot of people are feeling what's being publicized in the news. We're feeling the pressure of a, a president about to talk. We're feeling what the things are when everybody says, well, we're now on the red list of all these nations and all these places. Who is Lord? And does it do it his way or does it our way? It's his way. He's Lord. He's the shepherd. He's the one we trust. Or no matter what the world says, no matter what's going on around us, do we trust him as Lord and Savior of our life? Because God says, cut it down to 300. We've never seen something like this before. And you'll have victory. But you've got to do it my way. You've got to do it my way. And when we do it His way, we're guaranteed success. Because we're not looking at the outcome. We're looking to the one who's leading us. Lord, what are you saying? What are you, where are you going? My ears, I listen and obey. We listen and obey. What's, our, what's the key scripture to us as Christians? For we walk by faith and not by. <sighs> There's some faith walk that needs to happen in 2022. There's some faith walk that God's lead us in, or leading us in and led us into that's going to happen in this year. But am I making the time and the effort to keep my ear to his heart? Or is it my way because it feels good? Is it making some sense this morning? For the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I said this, I think, last week, or the week before. I don't remember when I said it, but I did say it. <laughs> is that the, the, the not wanting, the satisfaction is in the leading, not in the result. For it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It doesn't say, the Lord is my provider, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. The satisfaction, the fulfillment, the all of that happens in leading, not in the provision. Provision is the result of. But me, my peace is in the one that leads. Wherever he leads, that doesn't have to make sense to me. How does Gideon do this? He does it in a completely different way than any war general would ever do it. But God says, do it my way, not your way. Trust me. More than you trust man, more than what it feels. Because I'm going to be the one that will work it out for you. And Peter said it so well. Well, God didn't say no. Well, how much time have you, have you spent asking? Have you sat down and said, Lord, what do you say about this? Is this the right place? Have I weighed it up? Is it good? Is my budget choices the right choices that you want to lead me in? We get an increase, and what do we do? We fill up our budget so quickly. Did God say that? Yeah, but Sean, I really want that big TV. I know I'm touching on something very stupid now, but you know how many times we've stood up front here and people say their finances are in shambles? He says, what did you do last week? No, no, we bought that other TV. <laughs> Why? Extra payment, extra cost. They don't wait upon the Lord. 
children. We've had some awesome sermons over the last couple of months on waiting and, and trusting and hearing God and what it is. But I'm asking you a question today. Is He Lord of your life or is He just your Savior? Will you listen and obey? Let's just close our eyes for a moment. Jesus. You see, when it comes to the times when we're, things are going tough and we're in poverty or we're in lack or we're in desperation, we listen and obey. And then when it goes well, we stop listening and obeying because we've received victory now. When I had no money, I listened to what he was saying. Now that I have a lot of money, I stop listening to him. When I was in lack, I listened. But there's no more lack. I stopped listening. When I was sick, I listened. But now that I'm healthy, I don't listen. We cannot do the same thing over and expect different results, people. We cannot live our previous decade. There is a greater call to hear His voice, to know the Father, so we will see victory like we've never seen before. And no COVID, no government, no situation can stop what God has promised. But He has called us closer to His heart and His voice than any other generation before us. Where He will not do it through superstars, but through His body. You are part of His body. So, Sean, I am of the smallest family. I am a nobody. No, God has called you, O mighty man and woman of valor that are seated in this place. O mighty man and woman of valor that is watching us today in this moment of hearing God's voice and saying, Lord, I will listen and obey because you are Lord of my life. If you've never allowed Him to be Lord of your life, today is the day. If you've never given your life to Him, then today's the day. If you've never given your heart to Him, you just follow Him because your parents have done it and it's an easy thing, but you've never gotten to the place where you've come to a place where you say, Lord, I want to give my heart to You. You are Lord of my life. If you've never done it, then right now is the moment for that. Right now is the moment just to pray and say, and if you, you feel that in this moment, I, I, we haven't done this in a while, but I just felt right now to do it. If you're watching online, you can just pray off to me. If you're in this building, everybody can pray off to me. We can help those who are feeling this morning, I need to, I need to give my whole heart. Not 5%, not 10%, not just my entire heart. All of it to you, Lord. And would you just pray after me? Say, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I surrender all to you.
Because I believe today that you first loved me, that you died on a cross, and that you were raised three days later. That you know me by my name. And today I give you all of my life. And I receive you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please stand with me? So this moment, right there where you're standing, let the word speak to your heart where you're at. What do you need to get today? What do you need to say, Lord, I, I'm listening. I'm listening to you. Because I know you have a plan, and I know I can trust you. Father, I pray over every person in this place, every person watching, where we truly come to a place of surrender, where it's no longer I that live, but Christ. It's no longer I that live, but Christ. I thank you for that, Lord, today. I pray it over everyone, everybody watching, everybody in this place. And we will see the enemy defeated. And we will see the God of peace crush Satan under our feet. Lord, we will see you crush Satan under our feet. We will see the things change. We will see victory. We will see victory. We will see victory. But our attention today is not just upon a salvation, but today our attention is upon your lordship and who you are as Lord in our life, not just in what you can do. We surrender today and we say yes. Thank you for it, Lord, today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, those who've been watching with us this morning. Bless you. Wherever you've been watching with us, join us again next week.